My name is DJ GPO. My name is MC Busby. Welcome to a very special edition of the show entitled Dial M for Moonbase. Yes, it's all about putting your finger in the dial, dear listeners. We bring you an entire show themed around the world of telephony and telecommunications. We should be having music from pretty much the entire 20th and most of the 21st century on this week's show. In amongst all of that, though, we do, of course, have MC Busby and his unnecessary news. This week, instructions for creating an etheric double, speaking words of power, using fragrances, interacting with entities, all while not wearing any pants. (laughs) As neither MC Busby nor myself are, in fact. We're going to get underway by playing, uh, unusually for us, an original version. I think we could allow ourselves that luxury because this is a track from the late 40s, so a decent amount of time has elapsed. This is the Chi-Chi Girl herself, otherwise known as Rose Murphy, and probably her most famous song. This is Rose Murphy with Busy Lion. sound of Rose Murphy then, fresh as when it was recorded in 1949. Delightful! <laughs> it was. Back when it was a joy to use the phone and didn't fill you with dread. <laughs> in another phone-themed tune, we have a little bit of a change of pace. We rush <laughs> forwards to 1974 for a theme tune to a series called Dial M for Murder. Not the Alfred Hitchcock film, but a television series. Yes. And uh, this is by John Baker of the Radiophonics Workshop, and I think you can hear his his metal ruler (laughs) twanging away in this. As you're listening to this, you might be interested to know that uh, Dial M for Murder by John Baker was released as a seven-inch single. Let's listen to that now. Thank you. 
phone booth, it's the one across the hall. If you don't answer, I'll just ring it off the wall. I know she's there, but I just got to call. Across the land give me a strange sensation I like to talk when I can show you my affection Oh, I can't control myself Oh, I can't control myself Oh, I can't control myself Don't leave me hanging on the was the extraordinary sound of Jamaican reggae legends, or I think strictly speaking Mento, which was the precursor to reggae legends, the Jolly Boys, with their version of, of course, Blondie's Hanging on the Telephone. You were telling me they have a long and venerable <laughs> extremely, tradition. Extremely long and venerable. It's a slightly bit of a crowbar situation here for including them in a budget members, and we do like it on the moon base when different periods of history collide with each other. In this case, we have a band who started out in the early 40s playing house parties from, amongst others, Errol Flynn... I think it was actually Errol Flynn that gave them their name, the Jolly Boys. A bit like the King Singers and the Swingle Singers, they've gone through a few regenerations. And funerals. They're still going strong, and as I say, they are now, well, certainly that last album, I think, which came out in 2010, recording cover versions of Blondie Tunes, which is a delight to hear. You are listening to Project Moonbase. If you want to own copies of any of these tracks that you're hearing today, just go to projectmoonbase.com slash dial. You'll see a list of all the tracks and links to iTunes and Amazon, which will enable you to purchase them. And while you're on Project Moonbase, you can go through our Amazon portal, if you like, it's on the top right, and purchase anything else. If you don't want to purchase music, if you want to purchase maybe a bucket or a microphone stand <laughs> or a selection of encyclopedias of one type or another, maybe some gardening manuals, go to projectmoonbase.com, leap through our Amazon portal and purchase, and we will receive life-giving rays. <laughs> It's all true. In fact, while you're on iTunes, we would very much appreciate if you could click five stars and give us a... A fulsome review helps other people find the show. We need fresh blood. We've drained you dry, listeners. We know it. We've suckled we at your... Uh, what? Space bosom. We need... Uh, fresh space bosoms. I was going to say an intergalactic wet nurse, but it's all going horribly wrong. You know what I'm talking about, listeners. Carry on. We'll be returning very shortly with some truly terrifying Mexican pop. But in the meantime, it's time for us to visit the local exchange of unnecessary news. Hey, 
what your breakfast says about you. The meaning of toast. <laughs> if you like a different breakfast every day, you crave variety and excitement in your life and hate routine. Curse your routine. <laughs> a full English breakfast and apparently stops you from snacking all day. This is gold, isn't it, this? <laughs> what else is going to be here? Achievers, apparently. Eat hot white toast with the crusts on. Oh, yes. And dip their butter knife in jam, according to a new study by a bunch of idiots. <laughs> While perfectionists cut theirs into triangles, crusts off, and spread it with seedless jam, leaving a tidy margin around the edges. Yes, because it's well known that perfectionists prefer triangles to squares. <laughs> Fact, listeners. The numerous decisions we subconsciously make at breakfast time. I don't think that's subconscious, is it? <laughs> Not really? you cut, what adult cuts their crusts off their toast? I mean, if you're over the age of about four, just suck it up. Suck up the crusts. What they've done is they've come up with these psychological personality types. They're yes. 15, oh. apparently. The protector, this is one, chooses thinly sliced... Wholemeal bread yeah. with a meagre layer of honey. The on-trend favours 50-50 bread, horizontally sliced, crusts on with strawberry jam and butter. I think that's probably the closest match to me so far. On-trend. Apparently. Listeners, you can't hear my eyebrow raising <laughs> in the manner of the great Roger Moore. <laughs> the YOLO, you only live once, goes for thick-cut white bread, burnt to a crisp and smothered with a thick layer of jam. Surely the you only live once would have like deep fatty eggy bread or something, wouldn't they? And then keel over from a heart attack. And oh, that's just not science. <laughs> Every aspect of our toast eating helps them build up a picture, apparently, from our choice of bread and thickness to how brown we like it and what we spread on it and how thickly. Whether or not we eat crusts gives them an insight. Who doesn't? I mean, honestly, let's round these people up. <laughs> I'd kill for a crust. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I lay awake at night dreaming of crusts. Mm. I know sometimes you'll throw your crusts onto the floor <laughs> for me to eat. I appreciate that. They even want to know if we put a buttery knife into jam. You savage. Or use a separate spoon like a gentleman. <laughs> All these and more are giveaway signs as to whether you're a natural leader, a follower, laid back, or a bit of a control freak. The study was commissioned by marmalade makers Dürr, together with uh, Robert's Bakery. Academics were able to identify 15 well-recognised personality types. Angelic, on trend, thrill-seeker. I mean, thrill-seekers eat a lot of toast. <laughs> YOLO, perfectionist, protector. <laughs> Tribal chief. Achiever, <laughs> playful, rebellious, status quo lover, peacekeeper, indulgent, easygoing. Status quo lover. Just leave it. That's quite Just niche. leave it. Just leave it. 50-50 bread is a compromiser who wants the best of both worlds. Self-cut wants to be in control. Eh? <laughs> the reason I got 50-50 bread recently was because it's all they had in the supermarket shelves. Well, they, that's don't, it. they don't tackle that, do they? And what about if you're not really paying attention to your toast and it gets a little bit darker than you would like it? No offence, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Not trying to be prejudiced here. But what if it goes a little bit browner than you want? Glick! Does that turn you into a tribal chief? I don't know. Probably does, yeah. The level of brain power it must have taken them to come up with this. Thick bread or a thick layer of spread means you're self-indulgent. Wow. Whereas if you put a thin layer on thin toast, maybe you're a little bit meager. Wow. <laughs> the insight. You could have put this whole report together over breakfast. In fact, I imagine they did. I assume this research was done at the Institute of Pseudoscience. <laughs> And it doesn't say what it means if you have expired cereal with brackish water for every meal. <laughs> I know what it means. It means I'm a prisoner. Yeah, they should have prisoner as a person. Yeah, a prisoner type. <laughs> slave. <laughs> Let's try and get rid of slavery. That's all I'm saying. If you have any slaves, listeners, just let them free. Let their shackles off. Just let them out. Let them free with some toast. And some trousers, you know. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it clean. 18,112 people in Thrissur, India, set a new Guinness World Record for, can you guess? <laughs> I could go for a number of instantly racist ideas, like oh. sitting on top of a rope, but um, let's not go there. Or sitting on top of a pole, they're quite like some of the... Uh, oh, they some, all do they that, all do don't that. they? Yeah, they all do that. In fact, in their living rooms, they don't have chairs or sofas, <laughs> they all just have ten-foot poles, don't they? <laughs> The problem is, though, if you want to sit down, you've got to get the snake out, you've got to charm it, and then something to do with the rope. No, it's the largest gathering of Santa Claus oh. in India. 
Wow. I didn't know the answer. I didn't, in India. I didn't think they did it over there. What is the collective noun for 18,000 <laughs> Indian Santa Claus? Is it anyone? Um, I'll get back to that. Wait a minute. Let's uh, be careful with that one. We've already <laughs> gone down the road of ropes. <laughs> yes, 18,112 people dressed as Santa and met in Thrissur, India, to set a new Guinness World Record for largest gathering of Santa Clauses on December 27, 2014. The event was organised by the Thrissur Citizenry and Thrissur Archdiocese. And it makes for a pretty impressive photo. If you go to projectwemiss.com, you can see a link to that if you're interested in seeing 18,112 <laughs> Indian persons dressed as Santa Claus. I wonder where they got all their costumes from. I don't know, yeah, because I don't suppose the local costumier or whatever is going to have 18,000 no, Santa so. Claus costumes just hanging around no. waiting. Perhaps they made them themselves. <laughs> Woman called 999 over scary hedgehog. <laughs> Police have urged the public to use 999 responsibly. That's the emergency number if you're not in the UK. Is that the emergency number on the moon? I don't even have a telephone. What am I asking you it's, for? It's a minus one, minus one, minus one. Oh, right. Oh. Uh, yes, police urged the public to use 999 responsibly after a woman called the emergency number to report that she was scared of a hedgehog in her back garden. <laughs> Greater Manchester Police has released recordings of four irresponsible 999 calls. Four, was that it? <laughs> the recordings included one call from a man whose pizza had not been delivered after 45 minutes. Well, I mean, it's going to be a not. He's hungry, isn't he? That is an emergency. Blood sugar's dropping. <laughs> and another who wants to report that a vending machine would not return his money. <laughs> Another man called the emergency line to report a sports shop for theft after they would not give him a refund for a pair of trainers. <laughs> and the forces released the recordings to highlight the challenges faced by call handlers while they try to answer genuine emergency calls. In one recording, the caller tells the call handler, Hello, we've got a hedgehog in the backyard and we're a bit scared. In another, the caller says, Hiya, it's not an emergency service, but I've been ripped off my food and I would like to report it to the police, please. <laughs> Very articulate. Yeah. When asked how he'd been ripped off, he said, uh, I ordered a pizza 45 minutes ago and it's still not been delivered to me. Diane Grandage, business lead for call handling, said, A large percentage of calls, sorry, I've got to do the proper business for <laughs> A large percentage of uh, calls that are received on 999 are either non emergency or simply calls that should not be made to the police. She asked the public to use 101, oh. which is a line for non emergency calls where they just go, Stop bothering us and just hang up. <laughs> As long as they're going to record those, that's fine. I mean, yeah. that, all we want is humorous calls of people who are frightened of hedgehogs. <laughs> you have been used. Heart emoji. Thank you, Mrs. Canyon. Thank you, sir. For that non-urgent selection of new stories, there'll be more later in the show. Tu 
si estaba sola ah, y si está él di por favor que me he equivocado dear listener <laughs> startling stuff startling stuff a new discovery one of the joyful things is to unearth some delightful new talent that we've not heard before and which then become a regular feature of the show yeah I, beware i think that could be one of them wow i feel like i've been interfered <laughs> with on a genetic level by that <laughs> what on earth is going on there <laughs> that was mexican sensations grupo indio from, I think, their most recent album. Yes, believe it or not, it was only released last year. Timeless. Exitos y Novedades. And, of course, a version of the classic yellow tune, telephone line, or, in this case, Linea Telefonica. Well, what can I say? It's certainly vivid, isn't it? <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> well, we have a little Frenchy double bill coming up now. A bit of instrumental followed by a bit of vocal. This first tune is a rather nice mixture of what sounds like slide guitar and accordion, which is not, an, not a combination you come across very often, and we always enjoy an unusual combination. This comes from an EP that came out in 1962 called Accordion Twist. Don't know anything about the band. I think this seems to be about the only thing they released. You can find this on that sensational uh, label we mentioned before, the Bibliothèque Nationale de France, releasing pretty much their entire archive. <laughs> which is absolutely brilliant, in download form only. This is a band called Anita Esson Orchestra and a little tune called Si Tu Me Telefone. Thank you. 
sentiment qu'il est triste à mourir Mais c'est trop tard Il regrette son départ et veut me revoir Maintenant je dis non, je dis non, je dis non Maintenant il téléphone Toute la journée Regrettant de m'avoir quitté Il m'a fait tant souffrir et s'il revient m'étourdir, je sais que je reviendrai Alors je lui dis non, je dis non, je dis non oh, 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 oh. And before that, Anta et son orchestra with a track called Situ Me Telephone. Two French tracks, one containing accordions, one containing the human soul. <laughs> Interesting, what do you think? Yes, yes. Have we ever heard from uh, Ms. Ills for a while, actually? Oh, yeah. It's good to have her back. She's back. She is back, yes. For us. <laughs> now a track that was selected by listener Squig. This is an Italian quartet who were a bit like the Jolly Boys, uh, formed in 1940s. They haven't quite lasted as long. I think they packed up in the late 80s. Still pretty impressive. This comes from obviously quite an early period of their career, a rather lovely uh, Italian tune called Musetto, which you can get on various compilations of their work. This comes from I Successi del Quartetto Cetra. I find it quite amusing, even though I don't know any Italian, but I'm sure if you knew Italian, it's probably hilarious. Still pretty amusing, even if you don't. So basically the essential idea of the song is it's... Uh, series of slightly wrong numbers being dialed and men and women expressing affection perhaps to the wrong person make of it what you will this is musetto <laughs> La più bella sei tu. Chi parla? Il tuo nome è Lili. Chi? Sono Lili. Spettinata così. Come dici? Tu mi piaci di più. Ah, sei tu Guido. Ciao tesoro. Oh no. Ah no, ah, ma allora è Piero? Non cambiare anche tu. Allora deve essere Giorgio. Non tagliarti i capelli. Ma che cosa dici? Non truccarti di più, amore. Ma tu, tu, tu. Cosa è successo? Si è rotto il telefono? Pronto? Pronto? Hai deciso così? Io non ho deciso proprio niente. Di vestirti di rosso? Io mi vesto come mi pare piace. Di chiamarti Gigi? Ma chi è che ti ha raccontato questa sciocchezza? Vivi così? Che cosa vorresti insinuare? Tra boutique e caffè. Il caffè figura ti fa diventare così nervosi? Mangi rosbif? Ah <ride> lo odio. Bevi solo frappè? Ma naturalmente. Ma perché? Perché mi piace. Oh no. Figurati se una volta mi dici Resta sempre così. Ma claro, sono in pigiama. Col musetto pulito. Sì, come mi conosci Col bene? Col tuo nome Lili. Ah, non più Gigi. La più bella sei tu. Caro. Spettinata così. Tesoro. Buonanotte Lili. Buonanotte amore, ti telefono domani. Due. Quattro. Cinque. Tre. Pronto? Il più bello sei tu. Come dice, scusi? Il mio nome è Lili. Lili? Ah, sì, Lili. Spettinato così. Beh, spettinato, insomma. Tu mi piaci di più. Signorina, noi ci siamo conosciuti a Barazze? Oh, no. Beh, allora Venezia. 
Non cambiare anche tu Ma non cambio, cerco di ricordarmi Non tagliarti i capelli Ah, ci deve essere uno sbaglio Non nasconderti più Aspetti, aspetti che le chiamo mio fratello Ma tu Alle una vecchia, che balla Hai deciso così Eh, proprio ieri pure che decide di non fumare Di vestirti di rosso Non cominciamo con la politica, eh Di chiamarti Gigi Salvatore sogna, aspetta che la chiamo Gigi Vivi così Non so, vivi so Gigi, ci dica, ci dica Raboutique e caffè Oddio, già si è sparsa la voce, vero? Mangi rosbif E chi bucatina la matriciana? Bevi solo frappè Ma cerca di andare Ma perché? Perché mai è sfinito Oh no Ma insomma si può sapere che vuole Resta sempre così No brigadiere voglio essere promosso Col musetto pulito E paffi mi faccio piacere Il mio nome è Lili Ah finalmente si è saputo Il più bello sei tu Sì sono il più bello dica Spettinato così Te l'avevo detto che ce l'aveva con me no? Qui vi parla Lili Ma che ricominciamo da capo? Buonanotte Lili, Lili. Quartetto Cetra, eh? With Musetto. Mm. I assume that was uh, hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to tell me. It seemed quite uh, entertaining. Yes. Listen, if you did find that entertaining, or perhaps you didn't, but maybe you found some other tracks entertaining, think back of all the times that you've listened to this show. Surely you must have gleaned some entertainment from it. I don't know. Otherwise, why are you here? And if you do, are you also rotten with sin? Because we can put those two together, can't we? We can, actually, yeah. If you go to Project Moon Base under each episode of the show, there are three donation buttons. If you click from as little as a pound a month donation, you will be cleansed <laughs> of your sins because sitting opposite me, behind a Perspex screen and chicken wire and iron bars and an electrical fence is His Honour the Moon Pope. Good evening. Yeah, and for a tiny fee, he will lift your sins from you, leaving you unburdened by them. So you may float heavenward when the time presents right. itself. You're dead! <laughs> this week I'm specialising in telephone sins. Yeah, there's a lot of it about. I think that track was probably <laughs> all about telephone sins. I think sins. it probably so was, actually. Just yeah. think about it, listeners. You can afford it. You can afford it. <laughs> You can also become a fan of ours on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash projectmoonbase and like us, and you can see what we're up to there as well. <laughs> Believe it or not, Dillison, we'll be having some more French stuff coming up very shortly. But first of all, we're going to lift the Bakelite handset of unnecessary news. UK scientists plan to grow lettuce on Mars. Oh. Yes, photos of the lettuce are to be transmitted to Earth, so the public and scientists would be able to watch the lettuce mature. <laughs> think of that, <laughs> listeners. I can think of a new TV channel. That's going to be easy to fake than the moon landings, isn't it? <laughs> it's lettuce. That's obviously on Mars. <laughs> or is it? Scientists could soon be enjoying lettuce. Out of this world lettuce. <laughs> a team of scientists have created a plan to grow lettuce on Mars and it has been shortlisted to be included in future space flight to the Red Planet. The project, being run by the University of Southampton, aims to put the first life on Mars by growing the salad vegetable in a greenhouse, which will use the atmosphere and sunlight to help it grow. Is there any on? I didn't think there was much atmosphere, no. Not very nice. It's pesky bad-tempered atmosphere, I understand. The plan is one of 10 shortlisted university projects and the only one from the UK to be selected for potential inclusion on the payload of Mars One, landing in 2018. Project leader Suzanne Lucarotti said, To live on other planets, we need to grow food there. No one has ever actually done this and we intend to be the first. But it's lettuce. <laughs> We're going to need more than lettuce. I know you've got to start somewhere but lettuce. This plan is both technically feasible and incredibly ambitious in its scope. For we will be bringing the first complex life to another planet! <laughs> Growing plants on other planets is something that Nick plants on planets. Mm. Is something that needs to be done and will lead to a wealth of research and sandwiches. <laughs> How are they going to grow the cheese, though? Yeah, exactly, and the pickle. We have tackled a diverse set of engineering challenges, including aeroponic systems, biofilters, low-power gas pressurization systems, and fail-safe planetary protection systems, <laughs> and integrated them into one payload on a tight mass power and cost budget. Well, that's nice. The project is called Hashtag Let Us On Mars. 
That's right. The greenhouse would be launched from Earth with lettuces, water, nutrients, and systems for atmospheric processing and electronic monitoring. On the way to Mars, it would be powered down and inactive whilst the lettuce seeds are frozen. Following a safe landing, Mars 1 will start to supply power and heating elements to maintain a temperature between 21 and 24 degrees C. I'm not worried that if we deploy lettuce to Mars, it might just take over the whole planet. Well, they've thought about that. Carbon dioxide, which is essential for plant life, would be extracted from the Martian atmosphere and processed before entering the chamber. The lettuce would be grown without soil and would be regularly sprayed with water and nutrients aeroponically. Mm. Once the environment had reached suitable conditions, the plant would start growing. The aim is then to take photos of the lettuce, which will be transmitted to Earth, so the public and scientists will be able to watch the lettuce mature <laughs> from seed to full plant. That does sound good. Once the mission is completed, the heaters would switch to full power, exterminating all life in the payload. <laughs> what? Let aside. Oh, no. You monster! So, um, but couldn't they have picked something more exciting, like radishes? I mean, <laughs> everyone loves a radish. Yeah. They're quite easy to grow. Oh. I've got personal experience of that. You have, you've grown a radish, I haven't have you? I have grown a radish. It was in my droppings, I think. That's why we need your donations. <laughs> What's better than gin? Gin with gold in it. <laughs> Apparently, gin was quite the thing when it came to booze this year. I take exception to that. I'm pretty certain William Hogarth noticed gin was quite the thing about 265 <laughs> years ago. He did a number of prints on the subject, I yes. seem to remember. Yes. Anyway, pushing that aside, <laughs> it's all about now, isn't it? Nobody gives in monkeys about 265 years ago. What better way to usher in the new year and celebrate with a, a drop of gin with gold in it. Sturder Swiss Gold Gin looks very much like an adult snow globe. Mm. I wouldn't recommend drinking the contents of a normal snow globe, no. listeners. I've tried it. It wasn't very nice. The spirit which contains shavings of 22 karat gold is infused with lavender, juniper and ginger with hints of black pepper, angelica and lemongrass. And a 70 centiliter bottle costs £68 from rich people shops. Or you could just have one of those, uh, what are they called, lava lamps. Mm. Just drink that. That's heavily poisoned, <laughs> listeners. Don't do that. People have died. Have they? Yeah. It's all funny until you're getting heavy metal poisoning. <laughs> metal! <laughs> and uh, if you enjoy metal, it says go to projectmoonbase.com forward slash metal for our all metal show. That's right. We're trying to get it to the top of the metal charts. With your help. <laughs> Schoolboy performs in nativity play dressed as Soviet dictator because he mixed up the Josephs. <laughs> listeners. You may know there's only two Josephs in the world. Joseph of Arimathea and Joseph Stalin. <laughs> so it's an easy mistake to make. It is, actually. Yeah. Fluffing your lines is normally the biggest mistake a child makes during their school nativity, but one 12-year-old went a step further and fluffed his entire character. Ilya Gavrichenko went home and told his parents that he had landed the role of Joseph Stalin. <laughs> what an honour. An honour for my family. I don't know what accent that is. It's racist. That's what it is. It's foreign racist. Oh, the honor for my family. I am simple folk and enjoy my potato or cabbage. Thank you, glorious leader. They got him a uniform and a moustache to make him look like the former Soviet dictator, which you can get on every street corner. I'm sure you can. Celebrating anything Christmas? <laughs> Joseph Stalin costume. Birthday? Joseph Stalin costume. Funeral? Joseph Stalin costume. However. On the day of the play at the school in St. Petersburg, yes, in St. Petersburg, Russia, the mistake was realised, but it was too late. They should have dressed him up as Joseph of Nazareth. I said Arimathea before. You did, yeah. I don't know where Arimathea is. <laughs> Somewhere. It's, it's in there. What you want to do is you go to the Arimathea. <laughs> Just keep going. Nazareth is probably down there somewhere. Just ask. <laughs> anyway, Joseph of Nazareth. Whatever. There's actually three Josephs. Three. There's an extra one. Do you think people would have noticed if he was dressed as Joseph of Arimathea? Who is from Arimathea? That's not Joseph of Nazareth, that's Joseph of Arimathea! But with no replacement outfit ready, the boy said, uh, the show must go on. And he went on stage in his military-style outfit with a giant cardboard moustache. <laughs> yes, we even got him a perfect moustache, his father said. We were all ready for him to be a success. Each time he went onto the stage, the mothers were in hysterics, crying and yowling from somewhere under their chairs. Mothers will do that, won't they? She's sitting there, but she's yowling from under her chair. How is she doing it? Ugh, I don't, I don't know. know. If only this had happened to the real Joe Stalin, we could probably have avoided that whole Soviet Union thing, but anyway. I'd like to think there might be a small village in India where they're going to try and break the record for thousands of people dressing up as Joseph Stalin. Mm-hmm. Any day now. Any day now. You have been used.
hashtag. Thank you, Mr. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that origin story of unnecessary news, there'll be more next week's show. Téléphonez-moi, chérie, téléphonez-moi. Et si parfois la vie vous lasse un peu, téléphonez-moi, chérie, téléphonez-moi. Je suis pour vous l'ami à qui toujours on avoue bien simplement ses joies et ses peines Comme c'est long, trop long Oui, tout un jour Quand moi de vos bras j'attends La plus douce des chaînes Mais si le ciel pour vous est toujours bleu Téléphonez-moi chérie Téléphonez-moi un jour sans votre voix est un jour malheureux. Téléphonez-moi, chérie, téléphonez-moi. Si le sort voulait que demain vous ne disiez plus, je vous aime, je quitterai votre chemin. Mais je demanderai quand même. Téléphonez-moi, chérie, téléphonez-moi. Et si parfois la vie vous lasse un peu, téléphonez-moi, chérie, téléphonez-moi. Je resterai l'ami à qui toujours on avoue bien simplement ses joies et ses peines qui le seront longs, trop longs pour moi les jours n'ayant plus de lien charmant de vos bras qui m'enchaînent. Père d'autres cieux, si vous partiez là-bas, ne m'oubliez pas, chérie, téléphonez-moi. Mais si vous vouliez revenir comme autrefois, ne me téléphonez pas. Revenez vers moi.
the theremin stylings of project pimento robbie virus the virtuoso standing near to the theremin for that performance they've popped up on the last few shows that's always they've nice. come back haven't they? <laughs> i'm sure they'll be sinking back into obscurity soon enough <laughs> but thankfully for us they recorded a version of that lovely tune call me it seemed to be appropriate for this week's show and before that we had the winner of the very first eurovision song contest back in 1956 that was swiss chanteuse lise assia with jacques ledoux et son orchestra from an EP of tunes which contains that track Telephone Moi, Chérie, recorded in 1955. Now, listeners, we have a rare treat. Not only is DJ Bongo Boy Moon Pope and uh, Moon Dictator by default Prime Minister of the Moon, <laughs> <laughs> he is also a composer of modern music. Well, electronic. Don't be modest. <laughs> and so it, it falls to me because of his incredible modesty. He wanted me to say that because of his, because being a man of so many talents and being so, so very modest, he wanted me to introduce this track. DJ Bongo Boy has created, composed, put together a piece of music called The Coming of the Dial on the subject of telephony. In fact, very specifically on the subject of 1933 telephony Mm. as featured in the film by the GPO, the General Post Office. (laughs) That's right. Called The Coming of the Dial. Indeed. Using samples from that, moulded into a rhythmic spectacular, mm. if you like. Listen, so sit back, relax, and enjoy The Coming of the Dial. A new telephone system has replaced the old. It has been evolved through years of patient research into the mysteries of magnetic control. And it is the answer of the mathematician and the engineer for the modern demands for speed and organization. Research into the behavior of electromagnets has revolutionized the telephone system and introduced the dial. One, two, three, four, five. 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 A test of transmission and reception efficiency. That was up-and-coming talent, (laughs) DJ Bongo Boy. No relation to myself, of course. (laughs) Well, it's it's a very common name, isn't it? (laughs) It's a very common name, yeah. With a little track they call The Coming of the Dial. We'll put it up on the Project Moonbase Bandcamp page. That's something else. Yes, we do do have one of those. And there's something else on there. (laughs) And it's amazingly relevant, finally! Finally, (laughs) the light of relevance shines upon our collection of dial tones. Oh, no. Is it time to throw it all in now that we've become relevant? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it had to happen by accident no. occasionally. Yes, we have a collection of delightful mm. electronic ringtones yes. for your mobile phone, for your modern mobile phone, because mm-hmm. you can choose your ringtone. You, you don't just have to have whatever it is the manufacturer gave no. you. You can put one on. It's amazing what they can do nowadays. You could put our ringtones on, <laughs> purchase them. Ringtones from Space, Volume 1, which includes such ringtones as Shiny Object Detected, Low Biscuit Alert, Warning, Hutch Door Ajar. 
and German masquerading as a Mexican. All these ringtones can be yours for name your price. It should be. It should be large. We should put. A, we should change that really to make it an enormously large sum of money. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So go over there, projectmoonbase.bandcamp.com. You'll find two things there. And we have been toying with the idea for over the last few years of doing a volume two. Well, once you get round to that, dear listener, mm-hmm. perhaps in time for our second show about telephony. But anyway, we'll let you know as soon as it's out. I have been DJ GPO. Hope you didn't have to reverse the charges during this week's edition of the show, dear listener. I have been MC Busby. The number you have dialed is unobtainable. <laughs> We're going to leave you with another sensational new discovery, the Moonbase. Sensational, uh, some might say. Sensational selection from, I think, German library music label Primrose Music. This is brand new library music. It's a label we are going to have to explore in significant detail, certainly on the strength of this album anyway. It's terrifying. I mean, the fact that this is new is uh, so bizarre because it seems like it's straight out of 1982, isn't it? Yes. There's a German man with a curly perm playing a saxophone with a powder blue jacket with the sleeves rolled up. The album's called Night Sax. That's why I made that joke about (laughs) Saxational. (laughs) See now. Rather strangely, it's credited to two Italians. It's not quite clear which of them are playing the sax. But we're talking here about Maurizio Marici and Paolo Russo. Initially, when we saw this, we thought this was another cover of the ELO song Telephone Line, sharing that title. But it's actually a completely original tune. It's a label we're going to need to check out. And I think we might be featuring them on our next. Now, that's what I don't call the 80s. But anyway, this is uh, Maurizio and Paolo with the telephone line. Until next week, dear listener. Please hold the line. All our operators are currently busy. Please hold the line. Your call is important to us. Please hold the line.
It's time to provide 80 gigawatts of electricity along 16,000 miles of power lines as next week we bring you an episode entitled Pylons and Power Stations.